This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by ExpressVPN. We're going to start today's episode off on a few uh, lighter notes, some uh, sort of good news stories, and also some harmless news that couldn't possibly upset the YouTube overlords. We'll tell you why later, but first, uh, let's talk about the fact that, uh, hey, TikTok has officially overtaken YouTube as the place to be for video content on the Internet. And we and the rest of the schmucks on this platform are just dinosaurs at this point. Our bones will soon uh, turn into valuable oil so people can power automobiles. Uh, Everyone would uh, much rather see short-form content on their telephones than plop down onto the couch for a nice 30 to 45-minute ride through our reality roller coaster. But hey, look, it's it's true in uh, a broad overarching sense. TikTok has rapidly taken over as the content delivery service of choice. And now, according to The Verge, uh, TikTok has more active hours watched than YouTube. YouTube? You mean BoomerTube? <laughs> yeah. Where all the boomers, the millennial boomers hang out? And yeah, I mean, this is crazy to think about because there are so many ways that you can sit back and consume content on YouTube. You can use your phone. People also watch on desktops, laptops, TV screens, pretty much anywhere. If you're in a Tesla, you can probably do it in your car, but you shouldn't. Keep your eyes on the road. And uh, yeah, with YouTube, despite their insistent badgering to create shorts, the content is almost guaranteed to be much longer and more involved. Mm Mm-hmm. Just look at our videos. These days, a video of ours that comes in under 25 minutes in length would be considered extremely short. With a lot of our episodes hitting upwards of 45 minutes to an hour. We've hit the hour mark a couple times. It's like, no teens will ever watch this. (laughs) (laughs) It's also a lot more work to make videos that long, but uh, hey, you guys keep watching, so hey, why not? Yeah. But TikTok seems to thrive off of the uh, sort of channel surfing style of distribution and consumption. You just sort of, you just sort of flick. Mindlessly. Mindlessly? Yeah. Uh, whether you like the video or not, maybe you stick around. You Who don't knows? Even... Watch it two or three times. Yeah. Almost assuredly, the targeting is, you know, based on their algorithm. So you're going to find something that you like. Yeah, they, they know what you like. And, uh, yeah, if you like looking at videos of little doggies, you're going to get a lot of those. Yeah. If you like really well-shot footage of beautiful food that you're never going to get off your ass and make yourself, they'll keep showing it. To you. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Basically, uh, they'll keep you in an active watching loop longer than YouTube can, at least for uh, different videos. Yeah. And unlike YouTube, I assume, I hope this is true, but yeah. un- unlike YouTube, TikTok doesn't, uh, you don't watch a video about like Iron Man and then immediately just like fall down some alt-right rabbit hole about mm-hmm. how uh, the SJWs and the women's are uh, taking away your childhood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, TikTok, it's, it's usually more lighthearted stuff, I think. Yeah, you would hope. I think there's probably still that rabbit hole, but uh, I don't know. I, I've yet to see anything like that. So uh, I guess it's a litmus test for your personality. I guess so. Anyways, the data and news is so far coming by way of uh, uh, Android phones, but it wouldn't be hard to imagine Green bubbles. that uh, iPhone users have a lot of the same habits and in, in some cases might actually be more inclined to sit on that app. Uh, from The Verge, TikTok's users now spend more time each month watching content than YouTube users, according to a report from app analytics firm App Annie. In the U.S., ByteDance's app first overtook YouTube in August last year, and as of June 2021, its users watched over 24 hours of content per month, compared with 22 hours and 40 minutes on Google's video okay, platform. Okay, so it's still close. Yeah. Uh, in the UK, the difference is even more stark, though. TikTok overtook YouTube in May last year, and its users now reportedly watch almost 26 hours of content a month, compared to less than 16 on YouTube. Oi. It's because not enough people pander to the UK. Are you watching YouTube, you boomer? Yeah. 
Uh, the story continues. The figures only include viewership on Android phones, however, so may not be representative of mobile users as a whole. But caveats aside, they show the extent of TikTok's meteoric rise over just a few short years and are even more impressive given the three-minute maximum of most of its videos compared to the 10-minute format preferred by many YouTubers. Not to mention the fact that for much of 2020, TikTok faced continued threats that it would be banned in the U.S. amidst chaotic negotiations. Biden formally revoked Trump's executive orders earlier this year. YouTube is still ahead in time spent overall, no doubt because of its 2 billion users compared to TikTok's roughly 700 million BBC News notes. Um, so what'll be interesting is when TikTok does make its way onto TVs, which sounds crazy, but uh, Yeah, this is happen. without any uh, apps on the, the yeah. TV. That's crazy. Uh, eventually there will be native apps or direct integration with TV manufacturers because then it'll just literally be a channel surfing simulator. Or like I like to think of it as... Um, Remember bars? Remember how people used to go out to bars two, three years ago? Oh, the places where you get beers and uh, socialize you sit with, with other people. Yeah. And, yeah. In a lot of bars, at least here in LA, uh, there used to be, I can't even remember the name of the channel, but, but it, it was, was like, essentially just viral videos nonstop. Yeah. The, the Chive had a, a bars only channel. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I believe like it was like Jukin or Viral Hog. One of those had like. Partnered with them and, yeah. and just, it was a never ending supply of viral yeah. videos. It would be like, and a lot of it nonsensical. Like, you'd be in a bar, you'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to see some sports bloopers. But no, it'd be like a dog on a trampoline. Yeah. Having a great time trying to eat water. Yeah. Or then, all these bars that have TVs. They need something exactly. when, the, when the game's not on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just mindless, quick bite content that yeah. you can watch out of the corner of your eye while uh, eating a plate of fries. Yeah. The problem here, though, is like when this with this channel surfing like thing with YouTube on TVs, you're gonna wear down the remote in no time. Yeah, it's gonna be a little nub. Yes, <laughs> all the logos are gonna, gonna be wear gone. down your thumb. Yeah, that too. Um, but uh, Samsung, by the way, has already announced that they are going to be releasing a TikTok app for their uh, lineup of TVs sometime in the near future. And despite the app's uh, portrait mode only video delivery. Um, it's either not going to bother people who went out of their way to download the TikTok app onto their TV because they'll understand, or it could actually usher in the future of rotating screens for your home entertainment system. I mean, we all laughed and laughed at that vertical and horizontal screen that debuted a few years back. Um, but it's looking like this actually might end up being adopted in the future. Uh, and no, the other TVs go like this. My TV goes like this. Quibi was just a little too early. Yeah. Because this would have you would have had to watch Quibi content like this too. I, yeah. I don't know if they or no, because Quibi made it for both. Quibi made they they made all of the shows shoot in square, so yeah. it worked either way. So that's how Roku was able to pick up yeah. on it. But um, yeah, it looks like those uh, rotating TVs might be the future that uh, we thought were a joke. Uh, hopefully, it's just a, a mount on the back of the TV and isn't like the easel that they debuted where it was just like its own standing thing yeah. that rotated. Because that was strange. But that was... It kind of needs to be, though, because you can't put it on like an entertainment center. You'd, you'd have to be wall-mounted or it would have to have some sort of stand that it's connected to. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, this was kind of funny back then because back then it was mainly... Like, Instagram was still squarish. Uh, this was for Snapchat. Yeah, yeah I remember and Snapchat? Snapchat's various shows. So it was just like, yeah, the future of... TV is going to have to mimic your phone. And then we all laughed and laughed. Yeah. Uh, but who's laughing now, apparently? Uh, but this does open up a, another problem for families and couples who would potentially want to watch TikTok content together because that algorithm, it's real good. And it's going to show you exactly what you proved to the app that you liked. 
Why are there so many videos of twerking <laughs> on your account? It could lead to some awkward conversations when the next video that pops up is someone putting their phone on the floor, then sitting on it and farting. So is that, be careful is out that there. something people do? There's lots of farting content on TikTok. Um, it's actually sometimes hard to trace down the uh, original audio of the real fart because so many people use uh, realistic fart sounds on their videos. And oh, so they're not they're actually farting? Well, you can trace it back to the original video, which is actually a feature that works quite well yeah, on, I like on the, TikTok. Yeah, I like the original TikTok. audio. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, let's move now over to some good news that was born out of bad news. A bassist for a heavy metal band was able to stop an active shooter who had targeted a venue in Boise, Idaho over the weekend, potentially saving many lives in the process. Mm -hmm. uh, from Idaho local NBC affiliate King5, Darren Wall had his eye on Ethan Bird as soon as Bird showed up at the Shredder music venue south of downtown Boise early Sunday morning after the show was over. Then, according to Wall, who is the bassist for Seattle-based heavy metal band Greyhawk, Bird pointed at the crowd and pretended to shoot people with finger guns. I don't know if anyone else saw it, Wall said. I got a weird feeling right away. Sometimes you confront really wasted people or really drunk. They're really angry and they're shouting and they're belligerent. This guy was really cold, I would say. The Wall told KTVB that he and a member of another band were keeping Bird outside the venue. At that point, Bird walked back to his car and returned with a gun. Quote, I saw him reach behind his back and grab the gun. That's when I moved in, Wall recalled. No other options went through my head. Wall kicked Bird on the inside of his leg, and the two began to wrestle with each other, he said. The gun was in the pocket of his pants, and he shot me through his pants. He got me in the upper thigh, Wall said. Wall fell to the ground as Bird ran away from the scene. According to a press release from the Boise police, they were already looking for Bird after receiving reports of a man brandishing a pistol. A Boise police then arrested Bird within minutes, according to the press release, and Wall is now back home in Seattle recovering, and the uh, would-be shooter is being held on $500,000 bond. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so uh, good eye on uh, Greyhawk's bassist. Yeah. For uh, seeing an like a weird situation and actually following through on his suspicions. He had uh, what's known as The Gift of Fear. Yes. It was a very popular book that was released in the 90s that is now used uh, by a lot of uh, like police and whatnot. But it's all about uh, your body, uh, the ways it subconsciously tells you that there's a threat. Yeah, and I mean, not even subconscious, like... Uh, I, I mean, I've been going to concerts and shows for a very, very long time and incidents like uh, the Great White Fire and uh, exits, the yeah. stuff that happened in Paris uh, yeah. makes you very aware when you enter a venue of where the emergency exits are. Yeah. And it sucks to live like that, but it's, you know, it's just one of those things where you can't stop but think about uh, potential exit strategies because yeah. of the way the world is. And that sucks, but... I, everyone here should feel lucky that this guy actually followed through on his suspicions. It was uh, yeah. very good of him to do. And he got fucking shot, which sucks. Yeah. But it could have been a lot worse. Anyways, in an update to a story we covered last week, it looks like Bishop Sycamore, they want to put this whole uh, not an actual school nonsense behind itself and uh, actually move forward with what appears to be a plan to still play football against other real high school teams. Okay. Let's see if it'll work. Uh, so here's what we know so far. The old coach and apparent mastermind behind the entire Bishop Sycamore debacle has been removed from his position and presumably being investigated by the state. Mm -hmm. uh, but a new coach has stepped onto the field with one goal in mind, shedding the baggage and getting back to what's really important, letting people who shouldn't be playing football against high school teams still somehow play football against high school teams. Yeah, they've got one goal, and they're really good at it. I mean, listen. 
that old coach one might be one of the best coaches to ever uh, coach a, a high school team, regardless of whether that team was actually a high school. Because well, he's not coaching no more. He got those guys on ESPN. That's true. He it's like a, that inspirational thing. Like I'm, it's not an inspirational coach that says I'm going to make you the best athlete possible. Just I'm going to make you the most popular team possible. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. Clear distinction there. Uh, in an interview with local NBC affiliate, Bishop Sycamore's new coach, Tyron Jackson, admitted that uh, BS, Bishop Sycamore, <laughs> is not a school. Quote, we do not offer curriculum. We are not a school. That's not what Bishop Sycamore is. And I think that's what the biggest misconception about us was. And that was our fault. Oops. <laughs> because that was a mistake on paperwork. That pesky paperwork How did everyone get it in our head that uh, our football team that competes against high school football teams was a school? Uh. Why? Because the paperwork said that we had classrooms and uh, teachers? <laughs> Whoops. Uh, he, he went on to say that the, uh, the mistake was filed before he was hired. So, you know, no double jeopardy here. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's here now, and he then says things are going to be different. Though when pressed about the fact that it was reported that Bishop had a bell schedule and buildings and classes, he said, right, and I don't know anything about that. I won't speak on stuff I don't know about. Like I said, if it was something that happened like that, then that's terrible. That's not how you do business. Look, I don't know anything about that. It sounds pretty bad by what you're saying, but I don't know. So um, What I got here uh, is a football team full of boys who want to play. Yeah. They have one goal in mind, and we got the uniforms. We got the team. And we got the spirit. And we, and we definitely have the spirit. And one day, we're going to have the skills. So why would you want to squander this opportunity just because, oh, you don't have a school that actually backs up the team? Let these boys play. And by boys, I mean 19 and 20-year-olds. They're boys. Junior college dropouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Yahoo Sports added that, quote, all of this begs one simple question. If Bishop Sycamore is not a school, if the people inside it are in agreement that it is intended to give young adults football games to play rather than classes to take, then why is it playing actual high schools? The answer to that is probably uncomfortable for all involved. The school, or at least Jackson, seems quite aware that its debacle against IMG Academy on ESPN has raised its national profile far higher than it ever wanted. Quote, a lot of it you can say was self-inflicted, and I'm willing to say that, Jackson said. But at the same time, that's probably from a head-down type of thing. Don't attack these kids. Don't take that part from them, now that they don't have a season, possibly. Once the smoke clears, we're national news. Whoever does schedule us next will be national news. They're looking forward to the next game. And uh, so far, uh, it appears that no teams will take them on because of all of the um, outrage, drama, and the fact that they're not a real school. But the first team that does yeah. decide to play them, it's going to be... You're going to make the news. Yeah. Think gonna about be, it. It's going to be talked about. People yeah. are going to be talking about this game. Will it air on ESPN? Almost certainly not. Will it air on whatever team uh, broadcasts it on YouTube? Yes. And it'll probably be viewed more than any other high school there's, game on YouTube. And there's going to be very diminishing returns after that. I think... After that, I the think Bishop, essentially over. Bishop Sycamore's got maybe one more game left in him that anyone's going to give a shit about. And they better win this next one. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for Bishop Sycamore, its next opponent might not be another high school so much as the Ohio Department of Education. They still have to get over that hurdle of uh, the whole investigation thing. Um, but still, as we said, the story would make for great TV. Uh, and it looks like the wheels are already turning on that front because Deadline is reporting that Kevin Hart's production company is teaming up with Complex and a few others to produce a docu-series about the whole Bishop Sycamore drama. From their article, Hollywood always smells a good story, and there has been a stampede to corral rights to this one, even as it plays out in real time. 
Hart and Clutch Sports Group CEO founder Rich Paul, also LeBron James's agent and head of UTA Sports, are the first to stake out ground here. They have secured exclusive interviews with players and coaches, both present and past, who are part of what is now reportedly considered an online charter school. <laughs> they are in discussions with high-level creative showrunners and editors and will secure one soon, and they soon take this to market to find a broadcaster. Quote, as soon as I started following the story, I was immediately drawn to it and knew it was something that myself and my team at Heartbeat had to dive into. HBP thrives in the docuseries space, Hart said. We understand how to break down stories and capture the most interesting and honest moments in a narrative. We know this con comes with a robust backstory and cannot wait to share it with the world. I just hope the players get paid. I mean, you would assume they get paid for their interviews. I mean, they're like, not high school students, so yeah, you can pay them. Yeah. And then the finale of this show should be that one final game where, like, Kevin Hart brings in, like, the best NFL coaches who yeah. aren't, like, maybe they're maybe they're retired, they're not playing this season, and, like, the final episode is, like, Kevin Hart and his team have brought in the best that uh, NFL can offer net for now, and we're going to actually train these guys, we're going to get them game ready, and we're going to have one final game. Or they make them an XFL team, and they start the new XFL mm. season with Chris Rock. Yeah. Not Chris Rock, fucking The Rock. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, with that story still currently being written in real life by the team's new head coach who is attempting to find teams to play against, they will certainly have no shortage of inspiration to pull from. But uh, yeah. we do have more news coming up for you, news that is a little more ridiculous, so stay tuned. But first, we do have to thank today's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Mm -hmm. Going online without ExpressVPN is like using your smartphone without a protective case. Most of the time, you'll probably be fine. But all it takes is one accidental drop onto solid concrete to make you wish you had protected yourself. Mm -hmm. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, etc., your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data. Your data is valuable. Hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling personal info on the dark web. That's where ExpressVPN comes in. ExpressVPN creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. Hackers can't steal your sensitive data. And it's also easy to use. You fire up the app, you click one button to get protected. It also works on all devices, phones, laptops, tablets, and more. So you can stay secure on the go. And that on-the-go thing is very important. There's a lot of Wi-Fi signals out there that you can uh, latch onto because you're in an area that doesn't really have great cell service. Mm -hmm. But uh, you don't realize that maybe the person working at the cafe has access to that. So anytime I have been in a hotel or a restaurant and connect to the Wi-Fi, the first thing I do Boop. is go into and open ExpressVPN yeah. Just in case, because you why can never not? Be too it's careful. literally that easy, and you can't even tell that it's on. Anyway, secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com/todaydaily. That is e x p r e s s v p n.com/todaydaily, and you can get an extra three months for free. Expressvpn.com/todaydaily. All right, now it's time to get back into more of the outrageous side of the news stuff that will break your brain if you try to make any sense of it. Starting with the fact. That Trump, former President Donald Trump, has big plans for the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Mm -hmm. A very solemn date of reflection and national mourning as we remember where we all were 20 years ago when this catastrophic event unfolded, changing the lives of nearly everyone who was alive when it happened in one way or another. Yeah, it's uh, a, a lot of people bring this up, but... Uh, uh, it's kind of uh, untold, uh, the trauma that uh, was inflicted on an entire generation of children who Watch watched that shit live, live on TV in, in their class. Uh, yeah, the fucking yeah. people jumping out of the... Yeah, it was it was, bad. it was extremely bad. And we all watched it as... I was uh, a senior in high school. And uh, George Bush was 
at literally the school down the street reading that book upside down. Mm -hmm. And we all went outside and watched Air Force One take off. It was insane. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, as a former president and as someone who grew up in and made his fortune in New York City, you would imagine that uh, Donald Trump would have some kind of ceremony planned, maybe an appearance at a memorial or literally anything besides what he's actually doing on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which is hosting and providing live in-person commentary of a no-holds-barred boxing event between Evander Holyfield and Vitor Belfort at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Happy 9-11. <laughs> Shouldn't say that, sir. Oh, uh, a somber and uh, and uh, reflective 9-11. Anyways, here's a Vander Holyfield. You will never forget the time that Mike Tyson <laughs> bit his ear off. Uh, yeah, I mean, we initially thought that this was just some clever memery on Twitter. Just someone adding Trump to a fight card because it was just believable enough to be real. But no, it is real. Former President Donald Trump is spending the 20th anniversary of 9-11 at a casino providing boxing commentary on Triller. The same company that's brought you Jake Paul fights, commentated by Snoop Dogg and Pete Davidson. <laughs> if reality hadn't already transcended parody, surely this is the news that will take it there. But I feel like news like this happens every day now. From ESPN, former President Donald Trump has signed a contract to provide commentary on a game cast of Saturday's boxing event headlined by Evander Holyfield and Vitor Belfort, Triller told ESPN. His son, Donald Trump Jr., will join him at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. Quote, I love great fighters and great fights, Donald Trump Sr. said. I look forward to seeing both this Saturday night and sharing my thoughts ringside. You won't want to miss this special event. Uh, the Trumps will call the entire four-fight telecast that also includes Anderson Silva, Tito Ortiz, and David Hay Joe Fournier, according to Triller. And uh, look, this is from an actual press release. It's being reported on ESPN. I know they got uh, trolled last week by the Bishop Sycamore yeah. thing, but like you'd hope that they wouldn't report on this unless it was real. It is just so mind-blowing that, uh, like, first of all, that less than a year after you were president, you're doing commentary on a weekend fight and it's boxing match. I, I might I might be misunderstanding things, but it, it from it sounds like in the Triller app they will still have the main commentators doing actual fight commentary. But it'll be an option, and there will you can click a button to toggle to the uh, the Trump commentary track. So throughout the entire event, like they're yeah, covering the entire thing, apparently. which is this is going to be like several hours. Uh, I'm fascinated. I would never advocate for doing anything illegal to infringe copyrights or intellectual property or anything like that. But if I was going to do it, not that I ever would, just out of pure curiosity, well, I don't know. No, I am I will wait. To, other people will be risking the clips online, and yeah. I, I will be like, hey, look at that. Look what I, accidentally appeared the, right there. At the very least, I'm very excited for uh, the clips that will be recorded by people who do uh, give Triller their money. Yes. I'll watch the clips afterwards. I don't need to watch this live. I just think it's yeah. it's also just pathetic that like less than a year after you're president, your son is on cameo and you are getting paid to commentate on a boxing match. I, yeah, it's uh, from it, a, from a person who's outwardly, presumably, a billionaire. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. I mean, like trying to think of what the opposite would be, and uh, like if Bernie Sanders did commentary of like a Dodgers game. I would, yeah, that'd be great. I, that'd, be, that'd be really nice. cool. I'd like to that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Trump and son doing like 
four hours of boxing commentary when like it's I'm not I'm not sure we I'm not sure either of these guys is really all that tuned in to boxing. Maybe they, they are. They just like watching people fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Trump famously. And by the way, I could get it. I think. Hey, uh, uh, son, do you think I could take Evander Holyfield? Because I think I could. Yeah, I mean, like famously, Trump's favorite movie when his kids were children was Bloodsport, and he would. He would yell at Eric to go hit the fast forward on the VCR to skip the dialogue parts because he just wanted to watch the fights. Well, now he's creating the dialogue parts. Yeah. Like, this is just fascinating. And and, and all of it. that is while, without even mentioning that uh, this is happening on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. That's, yeah, that's... The what, biggest terrorist attack to ever happen on U.S. soil. Uh-huh. I, I look forward to the moment... By of, the president. Like, yeah. The ex-president. Because, like... The most recent president, too. The most recent... This man was still president less than a year ago. Like, even Jimmy Carter's like, uh, maybe I won't build a house on 9-11. I mean, even if he did, no one would yeah, really that would get be mad a, at him. Yeah. It's an act of altruism. Yeah. It's not just whatever the fuck this is. Yeah. It's very weird. It is It is strange. Um, uh, look, yeah. I, he's gonna, he, They're going to have at least... They're going to acknowledge 9-11. They have to. They right? have to. And that's going to be really fucking weird. What I think... And, and I get to it in a second, but what I think is they didn't realize they legitimately forgot about 9/11. And you said you would never forget. I, you, they said they would never forget, but I like I feel like they did, and they're and this is going to come up, and maybe at some point they could realize that they're doing this on 9/11 and back out. <laughs> uh, no, they would. <laughs> Trump never admits fault. Look, you would hope that they would pull out of this. I uh, hope they don't. I want them to continue. Like, this is fascinating. This is going to be. Extremely fascinating. This is gonna be a cultural artifact. So, man, let it happen. Is it worth it to get a bunch of boys together and pay for this paper? <laughs> no. I ain't paying for shit. Uh, yeah, especially to, considering where this is, where the money is going yeah. for this. Um, but yeah, you, look, if they had any decency, this wouldn't be happening. But it looks like Ted Cruz might be dethroned as the king of awkward 9/11 oopsies. No one's ever it, gonna remember the Ted Cruz pornaroony yeah, after this. If you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, but while the Trumps hosting a boxing match on 9-11 is kind of the, pin the pinnacle of uh, how they operate as a family, uh, I feel like we've also reached the pinnacle of people throwing fits over having to wear a mask in public spaces, specifically uh, on flights. Uh, we honestly don't even like, kind of feel right showing you the actual video clip of what took place on a recent American Airlines flight heading to Salt Lake City from Los Angeles. A pretty short flight. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. But it goes above and beyond any kind of mask freakout or just flight freakout that we've seen before. It leans more into someone having a psychotic break over being forced to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. um, we'll leave links below so you can watch it for yourself. But here's the description from uh, KTLA. A Las Vegas man who berated a flight crew and fellow passengers on a plane Monday has been cited for public intoxication and disorderly conduct. He growled like a dog while taking his mask on and off his face, gave the middle finger and swore at flight attendants, later yelling, God bless America, and screaming, Joe Biden, according to video taken by fellow passenger Dennis Bush. Yeah, and like, yeah, the video, it's definitely one of those things that would get picked up on uh, YouTube's very uh, touchy... Uh, Situation right now with so uh, certain the, things. The consensus uh, in the conversations about this that I've seen on Reddit, on Twitter, was that this guy he he mixed his drugs. He like it doesn't make sense because it is such a short flight. But some people are really that afraid of flying, and yeah. so they uh, 
You know, I'll have a few drinks beforehand. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll pop half an Ambien. How bad could it be? Yeah, or and, Xanax uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and... And uh, you black out. You completely black out. You do kind of... Your lizard brain takes over. You have no cognition of what is happening. And uh, yeah, yeah, he went like uh, fight or flight mode, but like the only thing that was clicking in his brain was freedom. Uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, masks, anti-mask. Because like when the cops come and arrest him, he doesn't even really resist. He's like just sort of confused by like what's even happening. Yeah, he, he potentially could have been not excusing his behavior at all. No. But he could have been in a fugue state. That's why it's like this one's weird specifically because yeah. it's so over the top that it, it it is leaning more towards like some kind of mental issue. I, yeah, I, I would put money on this being... Uh, drugs hitting him uh, the wrong way. And and I I will reiterate that you should be very careful taking any sort of drugs on a plane. Doesn't matter if a doctor gave it to you to help you sleep or calm down. Shit can go wrong. Yeah. And when it does, uh, someone might film it. Someone will film it. Yeah. Best case scenario, you wake up at your destination like, what the hell happened? Uh, And you were a perfectly fine uh, uh, passenger. Uh, Worst case scenario, you wake up and you are... uh, Tied down to a chair with an air marshal uh, keeping uh, tabs on you. My trick is I just uh, barely sleep the night before flying, have uh, two 16-ounce loggers, and I get on the plane, and I just fall the fuck asleep. Now, I have actual flight anxiety, so even when I did drink, I had to take uh, a uh, anxiety pill so I wouldn't drink uh, at all that day. Yeah, because you don't want to mix those. Or like 24 to 48 hours after, because uh, that stuff lingers in your system for a really long time. It does. So I had to be ultra careful. Now that I don't drink, a uh, little easier, although these days, not flying as much. So no. there you go. Yeah. But I can't sleep on flights uh, chemically induced or not. It's a miserable existence. Mm. Damn. Anyways, uh, speaking of pinnacles, if you thought the countless altcoins and NFTs and doge pumping was the pinnacle of cryptocurrency, well, do we have news for you? Because as of Tuesday of this week, Bitcoin is now the official currency of El Salvador. And the transition to full adoption of, the, uh, of this specific crypto hasn't really gone as smooth as the government would have hoped. From the New York Times, the government's app for facilitating transactions, its digital wallet, went offline temporarily. Protesters took to the streets of the capital to denounce the move, and the price of Bitcoin dropped sharply, demonstrating the volatility of the cryptocurrency market. The country is the first to use Bitcoin as an official currency, encouraging businesses and citizens to use it in everyday transactions. And the authorities have struggled to smooth out glitches in the new system. President Nayib Bukele wrote on Twitter on Tuesday morning that the digital wallet, which is called Shivo, after a slang word for cool, would would be available to Salvadorians in the United States and almost anywhere in the world. But even as large companies such as McDonald's began accepting Bitcoin payments in El Salvador, for a time the wallet was not available to anyone, and the country slowed its rollout. The article continues, when the law to adopt Bitcoin was passed in June, experts warned that it could bring instability and unnecessary risk to El Salvador's fragile economy. Many Salvadorans also appear wary of Bitcoin's new status as an official currency alongside the US dollar, which the country has relied on since 2001. A majority of Salvadorans polled last month by La Prensa Grafica, a newspaper, said they were against El Salvador's adoption of Bitcoin, and nearly three quarters said they would not accept the digital currency as payment. Only about a third of Salvadorans use the internet and almost a quarter live below the poverty line. Quote, the truth is that here as the poor people that we are, we don't understand that, Jose Lopez, 81, a shoe shiner in San Salvador, said before the national Bitcoin adoption. I'm worried. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Imagine like, e- like 
in the United States where technology is uh, more present in people's everyday lives. And yeah. uh, But imagine getting your 81-year-old grandfather to accept a Bitcoin from you. Yeah, it's... Even in the best circumstances. Yeah, your, you know, your grandpa who, uh, he knows how to boot up the Mac. Yeah. He knows how to, uh, talk to send a text Alexa. message on his phone. He can talk to Alexa and yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, this is very interesting. It's, it's an interesting experiment. Uh, For sure. It's a terrible experiment on a bunch of uh, citizens who don't want this at all. I mean, it sounds like... Are they still accepting the U.S. dollar as currency as well, or...? I think for now, yeah. I mean, it goes on to say that the majority of the people in El Salvador don't even have bank accounts, but that their president is hoping that Bitcoin will actually somehow make it easier on everyone because they won't need bank accounts, just a cell phone with a digital wallet. What could go wrong? A lot. Yeah. Like... God, yeah, because I mean, people who get into Bitcoin, and uh, you have to. Oh, by the way, it, the entire Bitcoin market crashed like severely today, like right around the time yeah, that this was supposed but to. But it'll be back. Yeah, of course. Uh, but like, yeah, getting into Bitcoin, you do have to sort of understand the risks involved, and uh, you know, the cybersecurity of uh, keeping your Bitcoin safe and whatnot. Yeah. And I feel like a bunch of people that just have this shit thrust on them maybe don't realize that there's a lot of ways that you can get uh, manipulated into uh, parting ways with your Bitcoins, and there's really nothing that can be done about it. Yeah, like, okay, so yeah, it is technically pretty easy to send cryptocurrency to people these days. It's like a yeah. QR code or whatever. But uh, here's a real world example. I went out to eat when I visited back home, uh, like in April or whatever. I went out to eat uh, with my grandma, and, uh, you know, no menus, coronavirus, she had to scan a QR code. And uh, it was, I, obviously I ended up doing it, but it was just like, look, I'm not even gonna attempt to get you to understand this. You can just hold my phone when I bring the menu up. Yeah. And then it's on, her, on my phone, so she's like. And then all the videos of people farting on each other started popping up and oh, it was just no. embarrassing for Richard, everyone. what is, why are, what are these sounds? Why are these women twerking? Why are they doing this? Yeah, it's hurting me, please. It used to be shameful. Uh, so yeah, uh, as Elliot said, this experiment will be playing out in real time and yeah. we'll all get to see how this adoption I'm curious to see place. how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but finally today, some very small victories after a monumental loss of abortion rights in Texas after last week's law went into effect, which uh, it bans the procedure around six weeks after conception, which is essentially banning abortion in the state entirely because a significant amount of women wouldn't even know they're pregnant before that window has passed. Yeah. Uh, it was announced on Monday that the Justice Department will protect abortion seekers in Texas. Here's ABC News. The Justice Department said Monday that it will not tolerate violence against anyone who is trying to obtain an abortion in Texas as federal officials explore options to challenge a new state law that bans most abortions. Attorney General Merrick Garland said the Justice Department would protect those seeking to obtain or provide reproductive health services under a federal law known as the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. Garland said in a statement that federal prosecutors are still urgently exploring options to challenge the Texas law. He said the Justice Department would enforce the federal law in order to protect the constitutional rights of women and other persons, including access to an abortion. This doesn't Which, really it, do it, anything. It's, it, yeah, it's just enforcing laws that exist already to protect people from not getting fucking shot or something yeah. on the way to the clinic. Shooting people is already illegal, but uh, thanks, I guess. Yeah, it was also announced that Uber and Lyft would cover the legal fees of its drivers if they are sued for bringing a woman to her appointment at a clinic. Uh, in addition to that, th this is 
this is good. Lyft is donating a million dollars to Planned Parenthood. And, and this is, look, Uber and Lyft suck, but yeah. it's good that they're doing this so that their actual drivers who are not employees mm-hmm. don't get their fucking livelihoods taken away because they had no idea they were driving a woman to an abortion clinic. Like, again, a Band-Aid on a giant gaping wound right now. Yeah. The thing, the thing with this is, though, like, as far as I can tell, at least up until, like, a few days ago, no, the, no one had filed any... No one had actually taken advantage of this new law. Well, they couldn't because it was all clogged through memes and Shrek well, that stuff too. And stuff. But like the the point of this law isn't for any of that to actually happen. The point of the law is to create a chilling effect that will make uh, abortion providers scared, so to scared yeah. to provide services in Texas that they just leave, they give up, and women scared to actually go and get the procedure done. Yeah, because they're going to get ratted out and get. Yeah, so this is fine, but it would have been great if the law never passed in the first place. Yeah. Uh, it is nice that uh, the Justice Department said something and that Lyft and Uber will cover the legal fees of their drivers. This is still a horrific law for the woman seeking an abortion. It's a decision that an action that already weighs extremely heavily on their minds. They don't need any added stress on top of this. Uh, it's pretty unacceptable that this law passed in the first place, and it should alarm anyone who'd previously thought that voting doesn't matter. We're literally going backwards every day here in this country, and it's becoming more and more obvious. Meanwhile, or meanwhile, in news that'll give you whiplash to read, considering the law that was just enacted in Texas last week, it was announced on Tuesday that Mexico's Supreme Court has voted to decriminalize abortion in their country, a country that is also extremely religious. A majority of the people there are uh, Catholic. This is like an interesting thing where uh, anytime the United States shifts one way or the other, the rest of the world sort of moves the opposite direction. Yeah. It's it. There's been a lot of examples of this over the last, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the New York Times clarifies, quote, the decision does not automatically make abortion legal across Mexico, experts said, but it does set a binding precedent for judges across the country. Abortion rights advocates said they plan to use the ruling to challenge laws in the vast majority of Mexican states that mandate jail time or other criminal penalties for women who have the procedure. For now, analysts said women arrested for having an abortion can sue state authorities to have the charges dropped. Activists also plan to push state authorities to free women now serving prison terms for having had abortions. I didn't even know they were doing that. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's extremely uh, <laughs> fucked up. I mean, it's good that they're now decriminalizing it, but they uh, obviously still have a, a long way to go considering the yeah. illegality of the procedure before. Right. Ireland. A country that, if you visit there, it feels very modern and cosmopolitan. Like, Ireland didn't even have legal abortion until very recently. So. Yeah, but now here in the States, we have to not only stop things from getting worse, but we have to attempt to undo the damage that's been done in recent years, specifically in southern states. Yeah. Um, it was Georgia two years ago had something similar pass. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so, Yeah. Not exactly ending on a light note, but uh, anyways, uh, here's why we started started out the show uh, with the more boring traditional news. Uh, before we head out tonight, we, we want to thank everyone for watching and subscribing and uh, being sure to, we, we rarely ask for this, but make sure that bell is on so that you get notifications when we get a video because uh, we, we got put in uh, YouTube timeout recently. Yeah, uh, they, uh, they've had, I mean, we mentioned this on our last video, I think, but YouTube has uh, taken a... They've scrutinized our videos a lot recently, and uh, yeah, the morning of when we're filming this, woke up to find out that our last week's Tech Newsday episode, the one that was about uh, horse, snake oil, snake, uh, snake venom, and yeah. uh, 
No, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm going to bleep it because that's, yeah. I think, what's getting picked up. The uh, Allen Iverson drug. Yes. Uh, the, the horse. The you horse know what stuff. we're talking about. Anyway, they had just straight up removed it. And uh, the reasoning for that, they'd already demonetized it on a bunch of counts that did not make sense. No. Uh, and they had just straight up removed it because they said we were promoting and spreading uh, medical misinformation. So basically... And then uh, when you click on the thing, it was like, you can't do this. And it was literally the things that we said the opposite of. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're telling we, people not to do this. The only medical information we gave in that video was uh, exactly what the World Health Organization says about these uh, Get topics. So, yeah, that was uh, a bit strange. And so luckily, I mean, luckily we have contacts with, not directly to YouTube, but uh, people, our ad partners and whatnot, uh, were able to do some reaching out. A lot of you... Uh, Tagging Team YouTube. A lot of you jumped into my tweets about this yeah. and retweeted it and spread that around. And it was after 12 hours or so, uh, YouTube came back and they're like, yeah, you're right. I guess I we guess, made a big oofie. I guess we, uh, we screwed up. Um, so that, that's, You know your entire career you were looking for? Yeah, so that's cool. But um, yeah, I, uh, the thing that, that gets me is like, there's definitely smaller channels out there that uh, maybe don't have the same amount of like clout and connections that we do who are probably getting completely screwed over right now for doing what needs to be done and yeah. uh, making videos uh, refuting medical misinformation because the YouTube caught up in the same thing. The YouTube algorithm yeah. treats medical misinformation and responses to that medical misinformation as exactly the same thing. Yeah, and it's it, this goes back a long time to when you know previously it was like talking about the news when something violent would happen would yeah. be the same thing as like literally showing something happening. Yeah. It's a uh, very, uh, very touchy system. So uh, yeah, it was a very stressful day. So sorry if we uh, look, sound, have red tired uh, and all that. But uh, thank you for sticking with us and be sure to uh, make sure you have your notifications on. And uh, if you want to check out that video that was too hot for YouTube, I'm going to put it in here instead of the other ones because it uh, was removed. And before even that, it was like demonetized. So yeah. it just like missed a bunch of people's sub boxes and everything. Yeah. So check that video out and thank you for uh, continuing to support the channel. Now we're going to go edit this video and then go to sleep. Good night. Bye.